what? Anyone up for some, like, seriously lazy baseball analysis? I'm, I'm very much in that mind frame right now. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. But last night I covered the Pirates' 5-1 to loss to the Tigers at PNC Park that left the home team astoundingly, even in the context of careening hard toward 100 losses, 0-12 with a chance to sweep an opponent. That is, like, what? Like, how does that even happen? Baseball doesn't lend itself to occurrences like that. Great hitters fail 70% of the time. Terrible teams win 40% of the time. Baseball doesn't lend itself to 12-0 and or 0-12 of anything. If you think about it just logically, to win the first two or three games of a series, you have to be playing some pretty decent ball. You know, even if it's just for a couple of days. Like The one that stands out for me is out in San Francisco. Giants, best record in baseball. Flying high, just had a couple of huge wins to the south in L.A. over their hated rival. And the the Pirates just completely outplayed them and outclassed them in the Friday and Saturday games that I covered out there. And it wouldn't have been all that implausible that they would have had another game, you know? Just another decent game or a lucky game. Now here they are against the Tigers, who obviously are not in a category with the Giants or any good team. And, you know, the same thing kind of happened. There was an early run, Cabrian Hayes did something. I don't even remember. The game was so awful. And not not from a, the way it was played, but just awful in terms of being boring. There was never any suspense about this. And Mitch Keller pitched. That also happened. And you know how a certain player, whether they're older, but especially when they're younger, you give them a lot of chances and you say, you know, I, I really, really believe in, in this kid. He's really important and I really want to see him do well. I've seen him do well occasionally, believe it's in there. And I, and I want to be that guy with Keller. He has a lot of skill, and he has a great head on his shoulders. This is a really, really bright young man. I have taken no delight whatsoever in being critical of him through this season. Just want that on the record. But this thing where he has the one good start, one bad start, one good start, one bad start, it's been there through the whole season. Now, when he came back from his demotion to Indianapolis, some 
facets of his pitching did regain some consistency. He's no longer shy about pitching inside. He's using the inside. He's no longer avoiding the strike zone. He's attacking. He really is. He's no longer seeing fluctuation in his fastball velocity, which was one of the weirdest things. Like, there were starts where he'd throw 96, even 97 miles an hour, and the next start, he'd be down to 93, 94, and you're like, what? So that's been straightened out, too. So, what was this game last night? What was this? Uh, look, Keller didn't lose the game. Keller didn't lose the chance at the sweep. That was done by the offense. And it was done because Miguel Cabrera did what he does. He had four hits, made it look like he could do that rolling out of bed, which actually for him he probably can because he now has 2,971 of those things on his way to Cooperstown. Robbie Grossman, the old Pirates farmhand, uh, who's actually a big deal in their system at one point, a star in the Arizona Fall League, never actually made it to Pittsburgh. He's having a great year in Detroit. Four hits, 23rd home run. So Keller didn't lose this. Keller didn't lose anything. But when you're looking just at his performance and you see that he pitched five innings, Gave up four runs on ten hits in a walk. He struck out six. He threw 86 pitches, 57 of them for strikes. And you can try to align that with any sentiment you prefer. If you buy all of those positives that I just listed since his recall, then you're going to find positives in this. If you get lazy with your baseball analysis on a night where you're kind of whatever about the whole thing, then you're going to say, you know what? I was there. I was inside that stadium. There couldn't have been a thousand humans in there watching it, by the way. An unbelievably small crowd. Believe me, I'm not judging here. I'm just observing and sharing. But I could hear everything that was going on. I could actually hear a concert that was taking place on Fort Duquesne Boulevard across the river, clear across the river. If you've ever spent any time at PNC Park, you haven't heard a lot of things happening across the river. But I could also hear that Detroit's nine singles and one double were really well struck. They were loud. These weren't bleeders. These weren't sneaking through holes. They were crack, crack, crack. He was finding a lot of the middle of the plate. He wasn't executing great. So I have to admit here that afterward, it, it it felt like at least a little bit of a turnoff that whenever I asked Derek Shelton about Keller's pitching performance, this was the exchange. 
Chelsea, what did you see that you liked or didn't like uh, about Mitch's outing? And is there is this a continuation of the good bad pattern or not? No, I don't think it's a continuation of the good bad. I actually thought thought he threw the ball pretty well. Okay, he had, he had one walk. Um, it was a three two breaking ball that backed up to scope. He threw a fastball above the zone to a guy that's going in the Hall of Fame whenever he retires, and he took a good swing at it. I think he took another good swing on a fastball in, and then they hit two ground balls that that uh, got between defenders. I mean, I, I think if you look at it on our offensive side, we hit a ball off the pitcher, which I, I mean, I hope he's okay, that we get thrown out on that gives us a run. Uh, we hit the ball that, that Gamble hit last night pretty damn close, and Scope fields it, and the game changes. So I, I thought Mitch threw the ball well. I thought the fastball was good. I thought the slider was good. The curveball had a little bit of pop to it. Probably could have been a little bit better execution there at times, but you know, overall, Grossman and Cabrera beat us. Okay, fine. He's the manager. He's watching. He knows infinitely more about the sport than I do, and and he has much to gain from observing things in the way that he's paid to observe them. I don't. Remember, I'm doing lazy baseball analysis. So I also asked essentially the same question to Keller himself. Uh, yeah, um, I think... Uh... Ever since I got called back up, um, minus the second start against St. Louis, I thought um, all my stuff's kind of been the same, and I felt really confident and good with how I've been throwing. Um, I think if you just take that one away, then I've been throwing it pretty well since I've gotten back up here. So I'm extremely confident in myself, and I threw the ball how I wanted to. Okay. Hey, you know what? Go nuts. Go nuts. Keep going for it, kid. Keep doing whatever it is that you're either really doing or think you're doing or the manager and the pitching coach think you're doing. And maybe at some point or other, it'll bring results so that people who do lazy baseball analysis, like I am, on this particular morning will be able to say, you know what? That Keller kid, he was right. He was right. And the dude doing the lazy baseball analysis who only looked at all the runs and the hits that he gave up and the solid contact, that guy was wrong. I'll happily accept that day. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question that's always brought to you on this program by the north shore tavern right across federal street from pnc park home of steak on a stone and it's not just steak there's other fun food that they'll bring out onto your 800 degree stone and you complete the cooking yourself and they do a little bit of it they're not bringing it out there mooing you know (laughs) they're bringing it out there in a state that's semi-ready but from there you make the decisions you cut it up, slice it, turn it on its side, turn it upside down. I know what I'll do is I'll start cutting it up, and then I kind of move my completed pieces off to the side, just off the edge of the stone, and finish it up. It is legitimately an eating experience. Visit North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Our J1Q comes from Brendan, who asks, 
Which do you think is better regarding the pirate system, the high-end talent or the depth? Seems to me that there are some potentially elite players at the top, but many guys who also don't get a lot of attention who can be very good. Brendan, I won't hesitate with this one. It's the depth. It's absolutely the depth. It's quantity over quality. Ben Charrington, Steve Sanders, John Baker, and the staff won't like hearing that because they want it to be both, and maybe they'll end up being right. But when I look at the Pirates' system and I think about high-end, well, let's put it this way. Henry Davis was just the number one overall pick in the country. And as soon as he was, he rocketed to number one in this system. That tells me a lot about what the industry and independent observers feel about what was already there. That's not a knock at Davis. I think he's going to be a terrific player, best college bat available, and a dynamic throwing arm, presuming he stays at catcher. And he himself shot up to number 13 overall in the player rankings, meaning all prospects. So again, I'm not slighting anyone here. But when you're talking about the really extraordinary guys, Brendan, and I presume you are when you say high end, the potential superstars and so forth, that's not here. I I don't hear anyone say that about Davis. There were some rumblings to that effect about Quinn Priester last winter, you'll recall, and he's had a good year in the starting rotation for Greensboro. Really picked up of late, by the way. But, you know, not, not at that level. Where the Pirates have impressed, and I mean this in the strongest possible terms, is with numbers. Is with numbers. Fangraphs tracks the number of prospects who are seen as having a chance to reach the majors. doesn't mean they'll be great. doesn't even mean they'll be good. It just means that they'll make it. And the Pirates have the second highest such figure of any team, 51. You'll never guess who's ahead of them. That's always the Rays. The Rays just do everything better than everyone else. But that's quite the turnaround from the Neil Huntington-Kyle Stark system. The catch to all of this, of course, is that the top levels, meaning Indianapolis, and to a lesser extent Altoona, are waiting on the best of the best, which almost everyone, not everyone, but almost everyone agrees, is with Greensboro and then just below that with Loe Bradenton. Once those players start climbing the ladder you might see more of that high-end feel to some guys. I'm going to give you a name here just to try to allow you to picture this, and that's O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz can do things as a baseball player that most other players cannot at any level. He has obscene power. He has a rocket of an arm. He's six foot seven and he plays shortstop. And there are scouts who passionately believe he should stay at shortstop. Now, if that all somehow comes together and he's able to replicate what he's done in Altoona this year when healthy, 
in Indianapolis and then into Pittsburgh, well, we're having a very different discussion then, aren't we? Now we are talking about high end. So this is why Charrington loves the idea of quantity of quality, because you're just maximizing your chances of coming up with the kind of player that it sounds like you're hoping for. Brendan, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. The team is off today, so I'll be over on the south side covering some football, but we'll have another Daily Shot of Pirates tomorrow anyway. <laughs>